Praise God. Well, smile real big at somebody as you're being seated and tell them, say, I sure am glad to see you. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. I tell you what, we appreciate each and every one of you being out on a early morning service. We sure are glad to have you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for those three amens. I said, we're sure glad to have you. Glory to God. Amen. Forevermore. We're just thrilled to be here with your, your pastors, also our dear, dear family and friends. And we appreciate them for the opportunity to come. And uh, how many know Jesus is a good Jesus? God is a good God. And the devil is a bad devil. And we're learning more and more from the Word of God how to have fun while we're living here. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you glad we ought to go through life just having a big time? Amen. Glory to God. But we realize that we're going to hit into places what I call snags and bumps and different things. But aren't you glad that life will go on? And as Pastor was talking about a while ago, how many of you glad we can have peace in the midst of trouble? Amen. Glory to God. It's always so good to find out that peace doesn't mean absence from trouble, but it means you can have the peace of God in the midst of trouble. And as you stay in peace, I mean, if you're glad we're going to get to the other side. Amen. Glory to God. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open them up, if you would, Psalms chapter 51. And uh, recently, I, I was about January time traveling down I-40. And, and uh, as I travel around in my pickup, a lot of times I, I got Brother Hagen uh, on an iPad or iPod, all these eyes, but iPhone, iPad, iPod. But I got him on an iPod. And, uh, and I, I plug him in my system and I was listening to some things and, and uh, I began to hear him say some things and I knew he'd, he had taught it before I'd heard it. But how many of you are glad like me, you can hear stuff and then hear stuff and then hear stuff. Amen. And then you can hear it again and still hear stuff. Amen. Because I don't know why it is, but it seems like as we grow spiritually, even though you've heard it at one point in time, as you grow and you hear it this time, there's more meaning to it. Amen. So look at somebody say, I'm glad you're not the same you used to be. Amen. And then if you don't mind, tell somebody God loves you too much to leave you the way you are. Amen. Glory to God. How many of you are glad God loves us? Amen. And he's a good father. He's for us, not against us. Amen. So in that, uh, the Lord began to deal with me personally about some things about and Brother Hagin, of course, inspired some things. And then the Spirit of God just adds to it as we, we search the Scripture. But I, I've been hungry for, for more power, more, more of the glory, more instantaneous things happening in services. And because uh, I've always, always craved that, always. And uh, as, I mean, after I came to fellowship with God. And in that, the Lord began to talk to me. He said, you know, a lot of the things that you're after... Is he said, you've got to understand that your soul needs to come into agreement with you. Brother Hagen made several statements that I was listening to, and I'm going to read them to you, and then we're going to get right into the message. Brother Hagen made this statement. Number one, he said, a spiritual giant is one whose heart and mind agree. Then he said, The renewing of your mind is a process. Your mind does not stay renewed any more than your hair stays combed. That's what he said. So as you daily comb your hair to keep it in place, one must renew their mind daily to keep it in place. This is the one that struck me the hardest. Faith 
is of the heart, according to Romans 10.10. You believe God with your heart or your spirit, not your mind. But by renewing the mind or getting your soul saved, it will agree with the word of faith that is in your heart and not oppose nor struggle with it. Amen. Glory to God. So that sent me on a journey. So I've been after it. Glory to God. Amen. So in Psalms 51, uh, here uh, it starts off and David says in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And you know, I've sang that song, Create in me, O God, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a preacher, but you know, Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit in me. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Well, we know that David, everybody say Old Covenant. We know in the Old Covenant, nobody could be spiritually born again. We already know that here. So David could say that, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. But we know that according to the church where we live, in Colossians 1.18, Paul writes about Jesus and he says in Colossians 1.18 that Jesus was the first begotten from the dead. Right? Would everybody agree with that? We know that spiritually speaking, that when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that instantly they are spiritually made brand new and in agreement or in righteousness of God. Right? We know also, and we won't touch on this this morning, we won't, we won't get into it, but we'll hit it, I mean, that we know that the life and nature of God was imparted into our born-again human spirit when we were made right with God, yeah. right? Now, in that, when you see that life, you remember in, in John five twenty six, God said that he had life in himself, therefore he gave life to his son. Well, then in John 10, 10, the Amplified, Jesus said that they've come not but to steal, kill, destroy. I'm coming that you might have what? Life, life Zoe, the character and the life of God. And that you might have it to the full or in abundance to the full till it overflows. So that's talking about the life of God that's on the inside of you. So God gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to you and I when we got saved. So in first or second Peter one, four, the life and the divine nature, everybody say divine nature, divine nature. Not, not, not human nature. The divine nature was imparted into our born again, human spirit when we got saved, yeah. Right. But how many of you besides me have found out your soul did not get saved with you? Nor did your body. I'm preaching really good right now. Amen. We know that. And so in that, how many of you agree with me that if a soul will get saved or be renewed by the word, it will come into agreement with you if you're saved. But a soul that is not progressively being renewed will still want to go the same way that it used to be able to go because it will usually, Brother Hagin said, a Christian that will not get their soul saved or progress in the renewing of it will constantly be held as a spiritual baby because they will not grow spiritually and they will have difficulty in life. See, I'm not, I'm not interested in a roller coaster ride in life here on earth. How many of you beside me, we want to live in victory every day? Glory to God. We want to live on the high places. Glory to God. Yeah, we're going to have trouble. But if you get your soul saved or renewed, I mean, no, it'll agree with you, not fight you. 
Amen. And see, you know, that, that the emotional part in the soul, mind, will, and emotions, how many know that song ought to mean more feelings, nothing more than feelings. How many know that's in your soul? And if you don't get your soul saved, renewed with the Word of God, it'll be roller coaster. It'll be up and down all over the place. It'll take you all kinds of crazy places. And the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you is screaming, let's go with God. Let's go with the Word. Amen. But if your soul isn't saved, it'll side in with your flesh and it'll hold you captive. But we don't want to be captive. We want to live free. Glory to God. Now, so David said, renewing me a right spirit and create or creating me a right spirit or clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Everybody say old covenant. So when you and I got saved, would you agree with me? We instantly got a clean heart. We instantly got a right spirit. We know that. Now go over, if you would please, to second Corinthians five seventeen, very familiar passage of scripture. In Second Corinthians five seventeen The Bible talks about here, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm in 21. We're going to get that in a minute. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be where? In Christ. What is he? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become what? Everybody say spiritually brand new. Well, if our soul then, which is our mind, will, and emotion... Didn't get saved with us, but yet it's so close to the Spirit. Hebrews 4.12 says that they run so close that it takes the Word to be able to show you that they are different sometimes. Right? Now, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, 1 talks about present your body a living sacrifice. But verse 2 says, be not conformed to where? To this world. world. Now, remember Brother Hagin and on this this series I was listening to, this is what he said. He said the spirit of the world will try to get into a Christian or into the church. Well, my question was, what's what's the spirit of the world? And because if it's going to try to get into a Christian... Or into the church, what is it? And you know, in digging around in some of this, you know, he he taught us by the Spirit of God in Ezekiel chapter 28. It talks about a natural kingdom by the king of Tyrus and a spiritual kingdom. And that one over that was in the Garden of Eden. And what its job was, was to influence the invisible kingdom was to influence the visible kingdom. Remember that? Ezekiel 28? And so we know then that in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says Satan is the God of this world. Remember? In whom the God, little g, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them, lest the light of the glorious gospel shine in them, they should be saved. Well, then who is the God of this world? Satan is, ain't he? Sure. So that word world, meaning world system. The way the world thinks and operates is under the influence of the God of this world. 
So then the influence that will, the spirit of the world or the way the world thinks and operates under the influence of its God will try to influence a Christian or get into the church. So when Paul wrote and said, be not conformed to this what? Or the way it influenced and thinks and operates. In the world, the world will say, get all you can, can all you get. In the church, it'll say, save and sow your seed, your tithe and your offering and other things. How I many know it don't make sense to them? If you want to get more, you got to sow more. That don't make sense out there. But to a believer, it will because it's in agreement with the word of God. So what Paul said was, be not conformed. And that word conform means this. It means to fashion or shape one like another or to have the same shape or form as another. Now, what I found very interesting was that the Spirit of God asked me a, a question. And, you know, or, and then he'll make a comment. How many of y'all figured out when the Holy Ghost asked you a question? Even though you maybe think you know, if he's asking you a question about something, probably you don't know. So he said, why does, why does the scripture say, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall, shall make you free, set you free? And I said, well, he's, I told him, I said, well, that means you just tell the devil the truth, the word. And he said, well, that's, that's true. But this is what the, how the Holy Ghost asked me. He said, have you ever, talking to me, have you, you know, like in here, like he talks to you, have you ever had the devil attack you or come after you in some way? And what would you ever say, devil, at 32 degrees, water will freeze. <laughs> now that's the truth. And as far as I know, unless the government changed it, two plus two still equals four. <laughs> but if the devil comes after you, you can say, hey, 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 two plus two equals four. At 32 degrees, water will freeze. Those are all truths. But they will not shut him down. So the only truth then that he refers to is John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. So then if I don't get my soul saved, renewed with the word of God, then have me know, even though I'm saved, possibly, and I am, filled with the spirit of God, speaking tongues, and, and used to God, but have me know, then I could still be held, held captive by my thinking. Amen. Now, Go back over James one twenty one, please. Now, from what and and I was listening again to Brother Hagen, and uh, what he said was, and I, I'm just going to quote what he said. He he said, as far as we can tell, James here the book, the the book James and James the man that wrote it was a half brother of Jesus, was a pastor at Jerusalem, from best we can tell. Well, if that is the case, if that's right, 
In James 1.21, the first part of the scripture we don't want to look at, but the tail end of it is what is very interesting. And he said, and receive with meekness, what? The engrafted word, which is able to do what? Save your soul. So this is the statement Brother Hagin made. I'm just quoting him. He said, then James is writing to a group of Christians and telling them that their soul ain't saved. Now, how many of you agree with this? As soon as you and I ask Jesus Christ into our life, spiritually, we're made brand new at that moment. We are right with God and our names are written in Lamb's Book of Life. Can I have a real good amen? Amen. But our soul, how many know our soul goes with our spirit? But how many know it's got to be different to be able to divide them according to Hebrews 4.12? So then in that, anybody here ever had somebody do something to you that wasn't right? And... uh, you know, of course, your flesh will scream, let's get them back. <laughs> Not very many in this full gospel church, but you know, I've been there. Amen. Now, in that, how many of you know that we understand that part about the flesh? But see, in the soul, which is our mind, will, and what? Emotions. That in that part of you and me is where hurts and different things abide or can abide. And so I was talking to God about some of these things. I was talking to him about greater power, different things in my life and, you know, and all this. And he began to talk to me about this. I said, well, that's good. I'd like to preach that sometime. But right now I want to talk to you about power. (laughs) 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 So how many of you know, he's letting me know if I'm talking to him about power, he's letting me know we are talking about a greater degree of power. So in that, let's go back to Romans 12, please. Romans chapter 12. So, you remember years ago, uh, this, was, this was back in the late 80s after my wife and I came back into fellowship with God. And I remember back then they said, well, you know, you, you've got a, your spirit man needs to be healed. And then Brother Hagin, he brought some correction to that through his teaching of the Word of God and different things. But people would say, well, you know, you got mad at your mama when you was a kid or you hated your grandma or something like that. Well, how many of you know, we all figured out spiritually, as soon as we got saved spiritually, we're right with God. Now, we're not full grown because First Peter 2, 2 says, as newborn babes desire this sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow, Grow thereby. So, I mean, no, we're interested in growing spiritually. Yeah. But one of the avenues into the spiritual growth uh, undoubtedly is getting the soul renewed with the word so that the soul, because through it, will filter into the spirit. Yeah. So if my soul never gets saved, I must be held still a spiritual baby. So in that, if I'm, if I'm wanting, see, let, let me explain it like this. You remember I told you this story. My wife and I, we were pastoring Silsby, Texas. And we were down there and we had some neighbors and they didn't like us because they didn't think preachers ought to have nice stuff and different things. And, you know, and so they would just aggravate us and carry on and keep needless and stuff. And so one Sunday, uh, we, I had to pull the back, backyard. I didn't have a wood fence. I just had a cyclone fence, a wire fence. And we went to church, had it all ready so we can get home, we can go swimming and everything. And I get back and they mow their yard 
And uh, instead of turning their, their riding lawnmower away from my fence, because our pool's only like four feet away from the fence, they turn it toward our pool and raise the flapper. And so I come in, it looks like I got a green water hole. <laughs> Amen. And there's just grass all over it. Well, I get past that. Nobody gets whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I get through that one, but then I'm gone and I'm, I'm off somewhere and my wife's got some ladies from the church. They're having a time of prayer and, a, and then one of them come over with a piece of pipe, beats on the door, she opens the door and he's cussing, ranting, raving, said, you're blankety blank kids through this my yard. I hit it. And he goes off. So I come home and Sally, as soon as she sees me, she comes to me and she tells me what he did. Now, uh, in premeditated sin. I go to my bedroom. I put on my red ring work boots that's still toed that I work on the drilling rigs with because I'm fixing to kick this guy and I'm going to leave a whelp somewhere big enough for a calf to suck. <laughs> I'm serious. So I'm ready. You know, I thought, yeah, I ain't going to hurt my foot, but I'm going to hurt this guy. So I go next door. I beat on the door. He comes to the door. He leaves the storm door closed. And I said, did you da 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 you know, come over and all this? He said, yeah. I said, well, here's the deal. I have enough sense to know if you come, I'm not coming through the door. If I do, they'll be able to arrest me. <laughs> Amen. I'm a preacher. <laughs> the truth. Amen. And I said, but so what I'm going to do is I'm going out in the street. I'm going to wait for you. You come on out here, you chicken. Amen. Let's see how you do with a guy. Amen. And uh, we're going out there. I'm going to wait. So I'm standing in the street waiting on him. He's standing up there behind his glass door. I'm like, yeah, you so bad. You know, amen. (laughs) Now y'all are like, really, Ricky? Really, really? Yeah, really. Amen. Amen. I'm better. I'm better now. Amen. My soul is being saved. Hallelujah. See, I don't know your background, but see, my background was, you know, you know, one, one day, my wife will not let me put a bumper sticker on any of my vehicles. She won't. You don't want to either. Amen, amen. You know, it says, you know, like example, have one on the back. It says, honk if you love Jesus. So you're sitting at the red light. Somebody pulls up behind you. Beep, 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 beep. You're like. You idiot, the light's red. <laughs> and they keep on. So you get out. What? You you want me? <laughs> and they'll be like, no, no, we love Jesus. She'll be like, oh, okay, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bless you, be warm, be filled, amen. But you know, so I'm waiting out in the street for this guy, and the Holy Ghost says, Go ahead. You probably can whoop him. Well, that hurt my feelings. Because you know, Philippians 4 13 says, I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> I mean, no, I really misquoted that. Okay, now, okay. Just make sure. Some of y'all are like, glory, we can fight, amen. But anyway, so that hurt my feelings because I was like, you know, I was wanting him to say like, don't fight him because you'll just, you'll just mop the floor with him. 
But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. So I'm standing out there, and he said, aren't you a pretty sight? And I said, I didn't start it. But I am going to end it. I've had it up to here with this idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? You ever watch Bud's Bunny and Yosemite Sam? Amen. Anyway, okay. So anyhow, you know, Yosemite Sam, he said this idiot rabbit. But anyway, so I'm there and he says, aren't you a pretty sight? I said, I didn't start it. He said, well, go ahead, fight him. You probably can whoop him, probably. And then he said, but there'll be two things that'll happen. And he said, I won't be able to help you. He said, your health's going to be messed up and your finances. Well, it got quiet up in this full gospel church. (laughs) Amen. Well, I didn't want to hear that. So, you know, I'm standing there debating that. And so I know he's right. Because, I mean, you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You know what's right. Six of you. I say, you know what's right. <laughs> but see, if your soul ain't renewed, it'll side in with your flesh, not you. Because that's where those feelings, oh, yeah. nothing more than feelings. <laughs> yeah, but they don't like me. Did you see how they looked at you? All that. See, all that's in your soul. So I walk out of the street. And I go back in the house. Wife asked me, of course. I think she was actually at the door, you know, getting ready to be my cheerleader section. Like, go, honey, go hit him again. <laughs> no, she's saying no. But I go back again. She's like, what happened? I said, nothing. Lord told me, he said, if I fight him, that uh, I'll be affected in my finances and in my body. So I didn't do it. Well, in that, over the course of years, the way I, way I was raised, you know, Brenda, she probably remembers, uh, Pastor Brenda probably remembers our grandpa in Bakersfield. They called him Booger Red. <laughs> so, he, you know, that just kind of explains what kind of character he was. Now, how many of you glad we in the church is we're learning through the nine fruits of the spirit to have character, no longer to be a character. Okay. So in that, uh, one time daddy told me this. He said, uh, he said, you know, you act a lot like his dad. He said, grandpa. And he said, I realized, because I think I was only uh, probably 10, 11, 64, I believe, when he died. So I was born 57. So I wasn't very old. So I wasn't around him. We live in Oklahoma. They live in Bakersfield. So I wasn't around him. And so the deal of it was is, how, how did that try to get over on me? Well, through, through you know, the things of the Spirit. See, there's no such animal as a cursed generation to a Christian. Because Paul wrote in Galatians 3.13, said, Christ redeemed us from that. But things of the Spirit will try to go from generation to generation. So Dad said, you act a lot like, like he said, Grandpa, it was his dad. And uh, so in that, you know, the, the drinking and the fighting and things like that. That was a part of my life. Not because dad, we had wonderful parents. They lived at the house, what they did at the church. They were good, good Christian people. I did what I did because I chose to. Not because it was a dysfunctional family. So in that, 
that was a part of my life. Well, as soon as I get saved, then, you know, if we're used to that kind of life, then if I never get my soul renewed with the word, I'm going to struggle there. Because my flesh cannot go to heaven the way it is. If we're still here, when Jesus comes, the rapture of the church, how many know your flesh and my flesh will be changed? Right? We won't die. We'll just go down and we'll come back immortal, right? A new flesh body. So it can't go. So it didn't get saved either. So if I don't do anything with my soul, then it's going to constantly want to still side in with this. And I'm going to live not a victorious Christian life. But I'm after a victorious Christian life. Because see, I want the glory on my life. We, we, were, we were at a place not too long ago and, and they, they brought in a lady from another country. And, and they carried her in. Her legs were stiff and her arm was, I don't know why it was froze this way and different things. But in that meeting, the glory literally fell. And that lady walked out and was running, dancing and doing this before she. But how many of you know, see, remember Romans 3.23, for all have what? Sin and come short of the glory. What causes the glory to wane? And so, as I'm so hungry for the glory of God, for the power of God to show up in these meetings, church meetings, special, whatever, and in my life, in everyday life, how many of you know there are some things that I need to be armed with in my thinking to help me stay in victory? Amen. Because see, Paul wrote to the church Corinth in 1 Corinthians 3, and he made a statement. He, he, remember, he said in 1 Corinthians 1, 7 that they didn't come behind in no gifts. But then he began to talk about to the church people what was going on in their life, you remember, in chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. And what that, one of the, the carnal means, are you still controlled by your flesh? So the Spirit of God began to talk me in the cab in my pickup. And he said, how does flesh control a born-again believer? Again, I didn't know for sure. I thought I knew. I said, I don't know. Help me. And he said, if a soul is not renewed, and Brother Hagin said, your hair won't stay in place without you combing it every day, neither will your mind stay renewed without renewing it every day. By the word, if the soul begins to go back underneath of the influence of the world system that Paul wrote in Romans 12, 3 or 12, 2, then how many of you agree with me? Then the soul will seem to go with the flesh. Then you're held captive, but yet you and the Spirit of God are hollering, no, no, I don't want to go that way. But if you can get the soul renewed with the word so it'll agree with you, then the body has to shut up and go with you. Amen. Glory to God. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.
Thank you, Master. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, Father, today we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are born again if we've asked Jesus Christ into our life. We are born of God. Hallelujah. We are children of God. Hallelujah. But, Father, sometimes through life, things happen. Situations arise. Different things occur. And we know that according to 1 John 2, it talks about that we know that if we hate our brother, that we walk in darkness. And from the best I can tell, Father, that doesn't mean we've lost salvation. That means we've stepped out of light. That's why in Psalms 91, it says, don't be afraid of the terror by night, or may I now say darkness. That's right. Under the cover of darkness, not, not meaning necessarily night nor lost, but it's lack of light. The devil is able to move. So, Father, we thank you. If things have happened, things have gone on, that we thank you, glory to God, will not be held captive by things of the past, by what something should have been or could have been or whatever, or way we were treated, will not be held there. But we'll take the word of God. And we will renew our mind, which is able to save our soul. Glory to God. And all of that stuff, all of that junk will be washed away. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to say something. Pastor Mark's here. I submit to him not only in his pulpit, but I submit our ministry, mine and my wife's ministry to him and Pastor Brendan. They are our elders. But so I'm going to say something and I want them to hear it and judge it. In Luke 17, verse 1, it says, uh, Woe to him about offenses coming, but he said, Woe to him through offenses do come. So we know offenses are going to come, don't we? But how many of you will agree with me? We don't want them coming through us. Can I hear a real good amen? Amen. So offenses are going to come, but we sure don't want them coming through us because he said take a two-ton rock, tie it around your neck, and jump off in a water hole and see how you do. That's what he said. Millstone, two-ton rock. Well, I mean, no, you can't swim probably with 150 pounds around your neck, let alone two tons. So, I mean, no, you ain't going to make it. Right? Now, I'm not talking about making heaven. I'm talking about you ain't going to make it out of that situation. So, in that, he goes a little further. And there he talks about seven times seven, if they turn, repent, forgive. But then Matthew 18 says, I say not seven times seven, but 70 times seven. 490. One time. I mean, in one day. Right? This is something that that the Lord's kind of helped me with. Well, not kind of, he is. If somebody does something, especially a brother or a husband or a wife or a family member or whoever, 
Now, if you're married, how many know you need to fix it? I said, you need to fix it. But here's what the Lord said to me about this situation concerning me and something else that was going on. He said, if you want fellowship restored, there are certain things in the scripture that will very clearly tell you, you go say something. If that don't fix it, take a brother and go say something. And he said, those are things that are in the word of God. If you want fellowship restored. But he said, if you do not want fellowship restored, the thing you must do is get the hurt only out of you. And as your soul is being saved, how many of you know that stuff will be washed away? Now, I I don't know. You know, I I depend on the Holy Ghost like y'all do. So... Whatever he tells me, I, I, I trust him to help me. If he ain't helped me, I need to sit down. But, you know, in, in hurts, in wounds, sometimes it, if you would examine it, you were completely in the right. But usually there's There's three sides to every story. There's your side, their side, and then there's God's side. Exodus says, stay on God's side. But in that, if you're in this meeting this morning and you got pain in your body, especially in the joints, and, and a lot of times we clarify that but I won't this morning but if if you've got trouble especially in your joints doesn't have to be and there's some things you need to just let go of then how many of you are glad by the renewing of the mind with the word you and I can be healed now if there's anybody in here I don't know the Lord hadn't told me anything specific other than say share this so I did If you're in here and you want us to pray with you or for you. Now, how many know financially, if you're a tither, you ought to to give you tithes here to the local church where you go. I said you ought to give you tithe here to the local church where you go. Don't send your tithe to, to us traveling ministers. Right? So, if you're having financial trouble, we can sure pray for you especially if there's hurts and wounds, but I mean, no, if you don't tithe, then then that needs to be took care of. Right? But if there's anybody in here with with pain in your body and you want us to minister to you, you come right now. If there is anyone in this meeting. Hallelujah. On the way up, just make it right. Glory to God. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you coming. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Honey, would you come? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. So, Father, we thank you. We lay our hands upon these precious people. Their eyes and our eyes are on the one that can heal. Jesus. Glory. We understand God can flow through human. But it doesn't originate with a human. It's God's power. 
So our eyes are on Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So all of us, we know if we got any kind of hurts or wounds, we're just going to let her go, ain't we? Just let her go. Let it go, right? Amen. Now, when you see them, or sometimes when dealing with these situations, your neck, if, if, you, if you're like me, I'll see them, and I'm thinking I'm past it. My neck might get red. Feel my face get hot. And old thoughts will come back. You know, you ought to get them back. Well, how many know that's in my soul? So I just stay with the Word, and my soul stays in agreement with my spirit, where the life and the nature of God is. Glory. So, if we had time, we'd talk to you a little bit more, but we need to, we need to go and finish this up. So, when we lay hands on you, every bit of this is going to leave your body. I'm talking about the pain. Okay? Every bit of it. Right? Because, you know, we're, we're getting our soul saved. Amen? Right? Right. So, Father, we love you. And we thank you that we are born again. We've asked Jesus into our life. We're saved. We're children of God. And, oh, we're so glad that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We're so thankful that we're not the only ones that have trouble with some of these things. Not meaning we're glad other people have trouble, but we understand this is part of living. But there's victory. There's victory. In the Word and in Jesus. So, Father, we thank you every bit of that go out of her. Every bit go out of her. Now, Jesus' mighty name, sister. Hi, brother. Now, Jesus' mighty name. Every bit of that. Go! Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you for my brother. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We love you. We love you, Father. And we're not a goofed up or... And I'm not just talking to you, so I'm talking about to me and all. We're not just... How would I say that? Messed up. No, we have the life of God in us, in our spirit, man. And our soul is being saved by the precious Word of God. As we renew it. And we thank you. The word. As it floods our soul. As we renew our mind. This stuff. Washes. Away. In Jesus name. Oh victory. Victory. Every bit of it. Go. Go out of her body. Go. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name.
you for a father. Glory. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming. You gone? Thanks for coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise.